Welcome to the Browns Cast Podcast. Snap is back, ball is down, the kick is blocked, they got it! Denzel Ward blocked the field goal try! Takes the ball, gives the ball, a cut back by Chubb, he's to the 10, he's still running to the 5, he dips outside left, he's going in, touchdown! What a run! Nick Chubb! Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Browns Cast. Now we have a lot of news to get into. On the COVID front. Miles Garrett was ruled out for Sunday's game in Jacksonville after testing positive last week. He is expected to play next week against the Titans. Joe Jackson, Sione Takitaki, and Porter Gusson were all placed on the COVID list earlier this week. Chris Hubbard, who was previously on the list te- after testing positive, was activated and is a go for Sunday. Meanwhile, on the injury front, Ronnie Harrison suffered a minor bone bruise but is likely good to go for Sunday. Denzel Ward suffered a calf strain and is listed as week-to-week. And heading into Sunday, the Browns have ruled out Sheldrick Redwine and listed Wyatt Teller and Andrew Sandejo as questionable. Now on the Jaguars side, they announced that Mike Glennon will be their starter, and they ruled out DJ Chark, Chris Conley, Andrew Norwell, Josh Allen, CJ Henderson, and Sidney Jones. Now that is a lot. Noah, let's jump into the Browns side of our injuries. How do you think that this Denzel injury will impact the team, and what do you know about the injury so far? Yeah, so... As far as I know, the injury is a lot like what Wyatt Teller suffered earlier in the year against the Cowboys. Um, Teller ended up missing three games, and he was also he also rested through the bye week, um, week eight. So he missed a total of four weeks. So I'm assuming that Denzel Ward will miss a similar amount of time, given that they have the same injury. Um, unless Ward can somehow recover quick, then he'll probably be out another at least three weeks. Ward is leading the league in passes defended with 15, and it's just a huge, huge blow to our secondary. And Kevin Stefanski was actually asked earlier this week if he if they were going to place Denzel Ward on the injury reserve, and he wouldn't rule that out. And if they did end up placing him on there, it would mean he's out at least three weeks. So I am a little bit worried about our secondary heading into this final stretch of the season, if you will, especially looking forward to the Titans game with A.J. Brown, who is a very, very physical receiver. Um, it'll have to be Terrence Mitchell or maybe Carl Joseph can somehow step over there to try to stop him. But, yeah, it's a really huge blow for the secondary to not have Denzel Ward for a good chunk of this um, final playoff stretch for the Browns. Yeah, and you mentioned if Denzel does go on IR, he's out for at least three weeks. So um, I believe it is too late to place him on the IR now. So that would have to take place next week, which would mean he would miss the Titans, Ravens, and Giants game, and we would get him back in time for the Jets and Steelers game to close out the season. Um, you know, either way, however way you look at it, it, it's it's going to be a huge blow. I mean, our defense is already really weak without Miles, Porter Gustin, um, Sione Takitaki, like we all mentioned earlier. It's, it's just a lot of things that we're going to have to start moving around. Uh, Sheldrick is out, so then that means he was going to be left alone. Uh, by himself and he has a groin injury so if he does end up going out then what are we going to do at free safety we're going to have to move Ronnie Harrison to free safety keep Carl Justin a strong safety you know it's just going to be something that these next couple weeks and hopefully we can get Denzel back you know in in two weeks hopefully that's a long shot but two weeks is the perfect time for him to come back uh, just to close out the season so with him being out we could see Kevin Johnson moving more onto the outside uh, he's been playing a lot of the slot. He's been 
you know, he hasn't been doing terrible. He's been covering the boundary and the sidelines very well. Um, but he does have some tackling issues that just allow some extra yards to get past him. Uh, and hopefully he can clean that up and we're going to expect a lot coming from him. Um, but hopefully we can call up a practice squad cornerback. We have Robert Jackson, AJ Green um, on the practice squad. And those are some guys that this organization really likes. AJ Green impressed in training camp. Uh, Robert Jackson has also impressed in training camp. And those are two guys that we would love to develop and hopefully next year get a lot more use out of them and mold them into great defensive players for this defense. But I think when we played against the Eagles, we didn't have miles and we still forced a lot of turnovers. Uh, Sione had that one pick six. Uh, Denzel had an interception in the red zone to seal the game. You know, this, this defense is looking up and I know we're going to be losing a lot more players this week, but we have the facilities to make this defense great. Yeah, and I'm actually really looking forward to see a lot of Carl Joseph um, while Denzel is out especially and just trying to stop the run. So the Browns obviously on defense have had some struggles trying to stop the run through the season. And Carl Joseph is really a safety. He's really a run stopper. You can even put him in the box sometimes and he can really, really help you guys stop the run. So I really hope we see a lot more of him, and I'm sure we will. Step- yeah, I mean, I, I love watching Carl Joseph play. Like you said, he plays in the box really well. Um, and, you know, he essentially is a glorified linebacker that can play in coverage very well. Um, you know, we, we're we going to have to bring him up a lot because without Miles, without Porter Justin, we need some run-stopping help. Our linebackers aren't the best, and without having Sione – uh, we're going to have to rely on Mac Wilson. Mac Wilson hasn't been the best tackler this year, and that is certainly something that we need to uh, take note of because we can certainly bring up Carl Joseph and get him in uh, on that line of scrimmage and just stop the run. James Robinson is, I believe he's third in the league right now with rushing yards. He is just very explosive, and he is going to be the main target for this Jaguars offense. Um, so if we could just kind of contain the run and make sure that nothing goes haywire, uh, I really, truly believe that this game is going to be, you know, easily sealed. Um, and then we get Miles back next week against the Tex- Titans. It's just going to be it, – it's going to be a project game. And I think that this team kind of needs uh, to rally around and play together. You know, we we are losing our biggest leaders – but this team is young. We have the facilities to create a great defense, and I believe that's that's what we're going to end up doing. Yeah, and I think really the number one focus heading into Sunday is just to control James Robinson. I mean, with Mike Glennon as their quarterback, and they're they're out without DJ Chark this week, and a lot of their receivers. I mean, I don't really fear the pass as much as I will fear the run. Um, as you said, James Robinson, he's third in the league in rushing. And this Jags team has nothing to lose. They're going to come out and fight. And if the Browns aren't ready or the Browns think it's going to be a cakewalk, then I really think the Browns are in trouble this weekend. I don't think it's an automatic win, but the Browns definitely are in a good spot to obviously win the game with the Jaguars contending for the number one pick to draft Trevor Lawrence. For sure. And Ronnie Harrison had his interview um, with the media, and he said that the Jaguars are a better team than the record shows. And I watched a little bit of the Jaguars, too. They are fundamentally sound. Yeah, they don't have a quarterback situation figured out, but that team, DJ Chark and D.D. Westbrook and uh, Keelan Cole, who has been pretty, pretty good for that offense, um, you know, they, they have a lot of young weapons. 
So let's turn this now to our offensive side of the ball. I think that this team has played exceptionally well, especially with all the crazy weather conditions that we've had. Um, if we look at the Jacksonville forecast, it's supposed to be 75 degrees and a 50% chance of rain. That's not terrible. Um, we saw against the Eagles when it was raining, we were able to keep the ball on the ground. Uh, it didn't really work out in the first half, but in the second half, we kind of wore down that Eagles defensive line and we were really able to pound the rock and get, um, you know, a bunch of chunk yardage plays. The Nick Chubb broke out for that, I believe it was a 35-yard run, uh, which set up a Kareem Hunt rushing touchdown. And that has been the focal point for this offense so far this season. We have arguably, and if not the best running back duo in the NFL, um, we have been first in rushing yards, first in yards after contact, you know, everything like that. And if we can just keep this run game going against a very, very weak uh, Jacksonville run defense, then I think that this game is easy. And we really don't even have to pass that much. Baker hasn't been – he's barely had games over 200 yards, but um, the Jaguars are going to be missing C.J. Henderson, Sidney Jones, D.J. Hayden. Um, and they're going to be relying on a lot of these young and majority of them are undrafted free agents uh, in their secondary. So I believe that this game is just going to be kind of a toss up. Uh, if Baker can't capitalize, then I don't know what we're going to do, but at least we do have our running back options to fall back on. Yeah. I love having that, those two bats to fall back on. Like Nick Chubb, obviously is one of the best rushers in the game. And then Kareem Hunt as well. I mean, he'd be a running back one on majority of NFL teams, but instead he's our running back. I'd say 1.5. I can't even say two because he's that good, but I really respect Kevin Stefanski for never giving up on the run game against the Eagles. He just kept in the first half. It was just a gain of one yard, a loss of two yards, a gain of two yards. It was just that back and forth. And then eventually in the fourth quarter, the it, it just kind of all broke down for the Eagles' run defense. And Nick Chubb kind of kept going. And then Hunt, as you said, hurdled that guy, got in the end zone. So I really respect Kevin Stefanski for not giving up on it and just waiting for something to break. And so far through the season, as he's done that, it, stuff does break late in the game. But also, you know, transitioning to the pass game, I'm really excited to see if Baker can have a big game this week. Of course, if he does have a big game, I'm sure we'll see. It was only the Jaguars, but I really would like to see Baker air it out against this just depleted Jaguar secondary. I'd love to see Jarvis get in the end zone. He hasn't even he hasn't gotten in the end zone, right? This year? Correct. So yeah, I'd love to see him get in the end zone. Rashard Higgins, I'd love to see him have a good game. And hopefully the Browns can just breeze through this game, get healthier, get Miles back, and then focus in on the Titans next week, but we can't overlook this game. That is one thing that I'm stressing a lot because I know the Steelers were really, really stressing, like not worrying about the game at all. And then it was close for a little while and then they pulled away in the second half. So just don't overlook this team. They want to win. They have nothing to lose. So we need to look out for that. I completely agree. And I mean, I, I do think that the Jaguars are, they're close to becoming a decent team. They haven't really had, um, a winning record in the past couple of years, but they they have a lot of talent that they can build around. Josh Allen, defensive uh, defensive end, he's very good. C.J. Henderson that they got in the draft, he's very good. You know, there, there's just a lot of pieces in there that I think um, they could take advantage of and really build around. Um, and you mentioned Jarvis not having a touchdown yet. He said a couple of weeks ago that it hurt his heart that he didn't have a touchdown yet, and that just kind of it. it I, I'm not even the quarterback, and I just want to give him, get him a touchdown. If I need to, I would go out on the field and throw him a touchdown pass. But it's just we have a lot of receivers. Um, 
and I believe that we can take advantage of them and get a lot of yardage out of that. And this damaged secondary, the secondary wasn't even good to begin with. Um, and now they have everybody out. This is this should be at least at least a 300 yard game for Baker, for being honest. Like I, I think that Stefanski needs to look at this as, like I said earlier, a project game. Um, we haven't thrown to Higgins a lot. We haven't thrown to DPJ a lot. We haven't thrown to Kadero Hodge a lot. And what's the point of having all of this receiver talent if we're not going to use it? I mean, I get it. We do have the best backfield in the NFL. But if you want Baker Mayfield to be a franchise guy, you need to give him opportunities to thrive. And um, his fit, we have to pick up his fifth-year option in, what, two years? And if he's not playing at a franchise level because we are not allowing him to play at a franchise level, then what is the point? Um, we might as well just decline this with your option, let him walk, and then get somebody in the draft and just start the whole process over again. Um, so I, I think that this game just needs to be emptying out the playbook and figuring out things that are going to work against the Titans. Um, the Titans are going to be our toughest matchup in, a, in the last couple of games, and it doesn't help that they are also contending for a wildcard spot and you know maybe even uh, solidifying their spot in the playoffs. Um, as a division leader. So there's just there's just a lot of things on this game that I think are really important and we can't overlook. And then they, directly after the Titans game, we have the Ravens game. Um, and then we do have an easy stretch and then we have the Steelers. Uh, so, you know, I, what, what do you want to see from this team going forward um, after this game and into this semi-tough stretch? I, I just want to see Baker have this big game this weekend. Because if he has that big game that we've all been wanting, then his confidence level is going to shoot up. And in my opinion, I don't know what you think about this, but Baker, he plays off of his confidence level. When he threw that one pick six against the Steelers, I I just kind of had that feeling that it was over because once Baker does that, he kind of gets nervous. He doesn't want to do it again, makes bad reads, that kind of stuff. But if Baker has confidence, then the sky is the limit for him because he just thrives under confidence. So as you were talking about earlier with the Jaguars building around Josh Allen and their first rounder, CJ Henderson. I mean, it is a big break that both of them are going to be out this weekend and the Browns won't have to worry about that. Jack Conklin won't have to worry about that. And same with Jedrick Wills. So I think that's a big break. I think we need to use this game as a game to kind of see who we are, see who Baker is and hopefully just breeze right through it. Exactly. I fully expect um, a big game from Olivia Vernon too. He came out, Last week, got a safety, a couple sacks, and it was just um, – he won AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Um, so I think he needs to keep that momentum going because he has been very quiet when Miles Garrett is on the field. Um, if he can take advantage of no Miles Garrett on the field, then what can't we do? Um, we are missing some defensive ends, but we have Cameron Malvo, who forced a fumble last week uh, against the Eagles. And I, I think – you know, depth-wise, we're not really there, but we have a lot of versatility. We have Joey Ivey on the practice squad that we can call up. He is a defensive tackle, but they have been experimenting with Sheldon Richardson playing more on the outside, and hopefully we can uh, we can use that to our advantage as well. You know, this team is just built on versatility. We have so many options at every single position, and I'm really not worried about injuries. And next week, we won't even have to worry about it. We're going to get majority of people back, and we're just going to be back to the – partially healthy Browns. Um, so I think that that's one thing that 
the NFL needs to look at us and say, you know, they're not really a pushover. Sure, they got demolished against the Ravens and the uh, Steelers, but we can keep up our momentum and bounce back from tough losses. Yeah, and who do you think this weekend will have a breakout game? If someone does on the Browns have a breakout game, offensively, defensively, even special teams-wise, who do you think will have a breakout game? On offense, I'm going to go with Rashard Higgins just because I think he has – you know, Jarvis doesn't have a touchdown yet. Uh, Jarvis is obviously a phenomenal player, but he he has some drop passes and things like that. So um, I think Higgins is going to be playing at – the wide receiver one level that we expected him to play at when OBJ got hurt. Um, he was the same wide receiver one in the depth chart. And I think he's just a phenomenal mix of speed and height and athleticism. So we really need to use him. And I think David Njoku could potentially have a breakout game. Um, I know Austin Hooper is ahead of him in the depth chart, but Njoku has got a lot of targets. He got a lot of targets last week and against the Texans. Uh, so I think that he could also uh really boost up Baker's morale and be that security blanket that he was in 2018 uh, and get really get Baker on track and onto a pace that gives him confidence and will electrify this offense. Offensively for me, I'm, I'm going with Baker. I mean, as we talked about their depleted secondary, I just think Baker's going to have a lot of time to throw. Um, the Browns have a top of line in the NFL and without Josh Allen rushing the passer for the Jaguars, I think that Baker is going to have, as I just said, a lot of time to throw, and he'll be able to throw downfield to guys like Kaderil Hodge, who are kind of under the radar, who's been open, as we saw against the Eagles, downfield a little bit. And then, as you said, Najoku, I think he could have a big game. But same with Hooper. I mean, they're both tight end one-two, but they also play at the same time a majority of the t- a majority of the snaps. So I think they'll both have good games or they can have good games at least. And then Harrison Bryant also who had a big game against the Bengals the second time around. So I'm looking forward to seeing all that kind of mesh together with the run game as well. Yeah. And you mentioned Harrison Bryant. He, he did kind of, he, he's been popping in and out. He is a star. I think he's a star in the making. Um, and with, with the targets that he got in the Bengals game, if we can get that to him in any other game, then I believe that we're going to have a lot of success. So while we're talking about this offensive explosion, I think it's only appropriate to go with our final score prediction um, against the Jaguars. I am going to go 36 to 14 Browns win. I'm going to go with, given that there's no rain, I'm going to go 35 to 14. So pretty, you know, blowouts. I think everybody kind of has us blowing out this game. Um, even I saw some some Jaguars fans that even saying that we're going to win this game. It's just this team is just so, so electric, and it doesn't matter if it's the Jaguars. A win is a win, um, and I think that we have taken that into account the last couple weeks. So like I mentioned earlier, as we look at the stretch, we have Titans, Ravens, Giants, Jets, and Steelers. Um, I fully believe when fully healthy, I think we could honestly lose one game. Uh, Maybe we could potentially win out because the Steelers are going to most likely be resting their starters week last week of the season because they're going to clinch the playoff spot. So I think we could easily win out. Uh, The Ravens have been depleted offensively, defensively, everything like that. So I think, honestly, this wildcard spot could be ours. Um, It could easily be ours. We could get fifth seed, maybe 60 at worst. Um, 
and that would put us against the Bills or the Chiefs most likely. Uh, any playoff berth is a good berth. We haven't had one of those since, I believe, 2009. Something very, very not recent. So uh, I'm just happy with where this team is at, and hopefully we can make that final push and get us a wild card spot. Yeah, and I mean, as long as we win the games we should win, I think we'll be good to go for the wild card. Um, and it, like you said, it'd be so big for the city and just the the team moving forward, going into the future. If Baker can essentially, I know that it's kind of the run game, but essentially Baker's the leader of the offense. And if Baker can take us to the playoffs and maybe even win a first round game against the Bills or or even if we lose in the first round, I mean, that's still such an improvement for this Browns team who has a rookie coach and a rookie GM. So I'm really looking forward to the second half of the season and what Kevin Stefanski can pull out of his pocket. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Browns cast. Thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you guys later.